It's 4 o'clock. This is Southern California Live on KKLA. I'm Bob Lapine. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Nice to have you along. And I don't know if you're having moments like this around your house as you prepare for the celebration of the birth of Jesus, but got a little stressful, a little testy at our house today. Because we've we've got things happening, you know. We got we got family that will be here uh, for part of the holiday. We're starting to make plans. There are details. There are things that have to be organized and coordinated. And um, so Marianne and I were trying to work out some of those details and and uh, talk about who was going to do what and and it was this going to work. And I was saying, well, we'll try this. And well, do you think they'll still have that? And it just you can tell that the stress and the pressure of the season can get to us about now, even with, uh, what is it? We got, we got 10 days to go before Christmas. And then, and then you're thinking about family members coming back in, they're going to be at the house or, or staying with you for Christmas. Maybe it's, uh, children, grandchildren, maybe it's extended family members, maybe your parents, maybe you're going to be around people that you don't see much during the year and things get stressful there and relationships get tried and tested. So this hour, I want us to talk about how we can be spiritually prepared for some of the relational hiccups that may be ahead for us. Some of those uh, moments when uh, the fruit of the spirit will not be what bubbles up in you naturally and normally. Because I think we're in that window where uh, walking by the Spirit it takes a little more intentionality. And to help us with the conversation this afternoon, um, we, we've got a guest joining us. The very first time I ever spoke to to our guest this afternoon was by telephone like this on a radio program. I was the host. He was the guest. It was 1988. So that's a few years back, and uh, it turned out that we wound up talking quite often after that. <laughs> um, Dennis Rainey is joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live, and I'm I'm assuming that some of you who are regular listeners to this program know that for many years, uh, Dennis and I were together on Family Life Today here on KKLA at 8.30 in the morning, every morning. We did that from 1992 until 2000 and what, 2019? Is that the number right? Dennis is on here with me. Dennis, welcome to the program. December 1st, 2019 was my last day. But our actually our last day on the on the broadcast was March 1st, uh, 20, 2020. Uh, 2020, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, so the last time we recorded something together was in December, and then it, it showed up on the uh, on the first of March, and uh, right. and and so it, it's been a minute since then. But uh, uh, <laughs> and, and people, I, I'll run into people all the time, and they're asking, "How's Dennis doing? What's Dennis doing?" And and they want an update on you and Barbara. So, give us an update on you and Barbara. What have you been doing since uh, we handed off the program to Dave and Ann Wilson? Well, I'll, I'll open this broadcast the way I concluded the last one. We are not retiring. <laughs> we are refiring, recalibrating, and sprinting toward the finish line because the needs of families, men, 
marriage are so great. There has to be voices, I believe, that build into their lives. And so that's what Barbara and I are doing. She's doing that through her uh, website, evervinehome.com. And together we are doing another digital platform called therainies.org. And both of those have blogs that go out uh, a couple of times a week. And we try to keep people uh, informed about how to live uh, in this culture that is declining and how to be peacemakers in a time when there isn't a lot of peace between uh, political parties or within families. And frankly, Bob, it's an exciting time to be alive. Um, We're both enjoying it, but we're working hard. And as I just told a friend on the phone this afternoon, we aren't rusting out. We are we're wearing out for the right stuff. <laughs> uh, Marianne and I look forward to getting the emails that we get from you and Barbara, and for the insights which which have always we have always appreciated and benefited from. And so I hope listeners will go both to therainies.org and to everthinehome.com and uh, sign up to get the get get on the list and to keep hearing from you guys because uh, again I, I'm grateful for the way that you have helped us, Marianne and me, navigate family and relationship issues, and then the way that you've done that for listeners for decades uh, here on KKLA and, and in other spots as well. Uh, um, and Bob, I, you know you know, we did this quite frequently in the studio. Uh, you'd throw me a curveball <laughs> in the studio that you hadn't prepared yes. me to answer. So yes. I'm going I'm to give you a question here at the start of this broadcast All right. to see how you would answer this. Okay. What is the most memorable Christmas gift you've ever given. You've ever given. Now, listening audience just needs to know, Bob Lapine does not like questions like this because it it forces him sequentially to go through every gift he's given over the last, what, 60 yeah, years, 65 right years. So what am I – so you, you, I think the listeners are with me on this. What is the most memorable gift you've ever given? Now, my, my job is to recall every gift I've ever given and then start to categorize and weigh those out. Was this more memorable than that one? Because what happens if I give you one answer and then later tonight I go, no, that wasn't the most memorable. It was this one. Then I'm going to feel terrible, feel like I lied to you on the radio. I don't want to do that. So no, I do hate questions do like you're this. You're going to be on tomorrow. You're going to be on tomorrow afternoon, aren't you? <laughs> so I can I can confess tomorrow if I mess up t- this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, that's that what right. you say? You, okay. you can make up ground tomorrow for it. <laughs> so what comes um, to your mind, Bob? I, um, I, I can't expect you to give the most, but what comes to your mind as the most memorable Christmas gift you've ever given um, at Christmas? I'm, I'm going to give you. Can I give you two answers here? Sure, sure. So answer number one. Um, when Marianne and I were dating, um, I I found a pair. I forget where this was, but I, I found what I thought was a really n- nice-looking pair of gray wool women's slacks, something that a woman would wear in a nice setting. I thought it was attractive. I thought it looked great. I thought it would look good on her. And so I got that and gave it to her for Christmas and, and let she, me guess, Bob. Let me guess. Was that a rookie mistake? She she uh, took she it back. That? She took it back to the store. Got <laughs> got the money back. And here's what it was for me. It was a learning experience. Uh, 
I, I learned a great lesson, which has served me well for our 42 years of marriage, which is if you want to get something nice for Marianne to wear, she needs to pick it out. You don't need to pick it out because your sense of what's nice and would look good on her is not the same as her sense of nice. So, you know, if you learn from your mistakes, they wind yeah. up being a net positive, right? Yeah, you, and you don't repeat a rookie season. It's okay so, to make a rookie mistake once. The, the other memorable gift that um, – actually, it's, it wasn't the gift. It was the Christmas morning where all of our kids were unwrapping presents, and all of a sudden it dawned on us as soon as everybody was done and there were no more presents under the tree that we had not gotten a gift for one of our kids, one of our five oh. kids. <laughs> Yeah, how's that? How's that? And so she's going. This was our daughter Katie, and Katie's looking at us and goes, "So, what did you get for me?" And I went, "Oh my goodness, we we were planning to get that, and we did. We, I mean, we had a plan. We didn't get it for. Her. I can tell you that the trip to the store post Christmas, Katie, Katie actually wound up making out the best that Christmas because of the incredible guilt that we felt." But uh, on that Christmas morning, it was quite a sting uh, for Katie. So, yes, that's, that, uh, that stays with you as a parent, right? Pretty, pretty chilly. <laughs> well, I think, I, think, um, I think I'm not speaking for God wrongly, but I just want to read you a very familiar verse that I think is God's favorite gift he's ever given at Christmas. Hmm. Well, maybe not the calendar, but the season of Christmas. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Hmm. Now, I think that that gift of giving needs to be replicated in families uh, today. Maybe you don't have that kind of a gift to give. Obviously, you don't. There There is only one Redeemer. Right. But one of the things I'd encourage families to do, this is a lot of fun. It it, it really will try your patience. But instead of everybody focusing on what they're getting, have everybody this Christmas get all the presents they're giving around their chair Hmm. and then take turns giving a gift. And so Bob would give one to Mary Ann. She would like the slacks he's now picking out for her. and um, <laughs> She would and, have already uh, picked them out she, and pointed them out to me and said, get me the... And then Mary Ann would give a gift hmm. to another family member. And so it's focusing the entire time. And so if you've got a big family like Bob's got five kids, we had six. It takes a while to do Christmas when you give it this way because everybody is focused on both the giver and the response of the one who has given the gift. And I want to tell you, if there's ever been a time in our nation's history when we needed the gift of uh, redemption, salvation, wholeness, I mean, the division in our land uh, doesn't just strike families. It's striking states, uh, it's uh, municipalities. Right. Uh, There's just all kinds of division and that's not why Jesus came. And, and if there is a hope for our country, it's that we can personally meet the Redeemer who forgives our mistakes, declares us not guilty if we place our faith in him for our sins, and then get busy 
passing that grace and that mercy and that gift of forgiveness on to other people. Dennis Rainey uh, I'll joining. Save my, I'll, I'll save my most memorable gift uh, till the last segment in the program, Bob. All right. That sounds good. Dennis Rainey joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live on KKLA. And you guys just need to know this is not... Uh, this has only happened infrequently in the last two years that the two of us have been together uh, behind a microphone and had the opportunity to do what we did together for more than a quarter of a century. You're welcome to join the conversation this afternoon if you'd like at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I, I talked about the, the stress of the holiday season and the stress of family relationships that can show up in the middle of the holiday season. And I know there are a lot of listeners, Dennis, who are are headed into the holidays and they're already uh, they're laying awake at night with a sense of dread or anxiety about about what's coming for them, about how holidays in the past did not turn out well, about something that somebody said or relationships that got fractured and had to be mended. How do we get spiritually ready to head into the Christmas season and to be with family and friends in a way that uh, that we're not dreading it? Well, I don't want to sound trite or overly uh, spiritual about this, but I think if you're gonna if you're gonna make it with your family this season and not fall off into the same mud hole, perhaps that you've fallen into with relationships with people in your family you don't get along with, you don't like, you're at odds with, there's something they've got against you, you've got against them. I think it starts out with you. You've got to go in armored up with the armor God supplies and also asking God that you will be, you will be pursuing maturity and walking with Christ throughout the entire holiday so that you can exhibit the love of Christ to all your family members. And uh, sometimes it can get gritty. I was on the phone just a few minutes ago, Bob, and uh, was a, a good friend of ours. He gave me freedom to use his name, Tim Bush. You know Tim and Kathy. Sure. Uh, I, I was talking to him about this, and he said, well, I can tell you the most uh, memorable gift I ever gave. He said, uh, I've been to a Christian counselor, uh, a non-Christian counselor, uh, because of my adultery that I'd confessed to my wife. And he told us to buy pornography huh. and to uh, bring it into our marriage, and that that would that would ease the pain of that adultery and that oh, relationship. And wow. Tim said, "I did that. I did that." And he said, "It was one of the most destructive things I've ever done, not only to my wife but also to my children, because uh, years later, when they were adults, at Christmas time." He gathered them together and told how God had convicted him of his sin of bringing pornography into their family. And this is an incredible story. He had three children, uh, two boys, ages 9 and 11, and a young daughter, age 13. And after he had confessed through tears that he brought pornography into their home and he'd been unfaithful to their mother, um, he looked at them and said, so when was the first time you saw pornography? Mm. Of course, the average age today is somewhere between 9 and 11 different statistics. Mm-hmm. And so the 9-year-old said, I saw it. He said, where? In your closet. Oh. Oh. 
And my brother showed it to me, mm. who was 11. And then the daughter piped up and said, I saw it with them. Wow. I'd never been able to get those images out of my mind. Oh, my goodness. And he said, as horrific as all that is, he said, my confession and, and repentance from sin that I had brought into my home um, ended up anchoring my relationship with my kids through my brokenness mm. and asking them to forgive me. What is the message of Christmas? God incarnate. He came and visited planet Earth to do what? To die for all those mistakes we've made and all the shame we feel. And so as you get together with your family, here's the challenge for you. Will you be a messenger of grace and mercy and be, shall I say it, more mature than your children, even your adult children? I had another conversation earlier today with a gentleman. I said, the best piece of advice I can give you about relating to your adult children over the holidays is listen carefully. Zip it. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Don't say what you're thinking. Don't judge how they're raising their kids or their priorities or their mm. misspoken values. Instead, love them. Build them up. Be a cheerleader. And he said, thanks. Mm. I needed to hear that. And what parent of an adult child doesn't need to hear that? Because we can't stop being parents, Bob. Yeah. And our kids need us to step into their lives now as they're adults, as they're teenagers, as they're youngsters, and show off Christmas to our kids. God incarnate. And what my friend told me, Tim told me, he said, you know, I was a bad example, a poor example, uh, by bringing pornography into my home. But I'm now learning that my repentance expressed to my kids, who have never heard me repent, some of them in 30 years, uh, has proven to be an example that is now empowering them to do life. Because who doesn't make mistakes among us? That's right. That's right. And, and I, I think that's such an important point because I know as a parent, when our kids were in the home, I felt a pressure to have to um, to always have uh, the, the good side showing and to try to cover up or hide away any mistakes I'd made. And I think I, I, I messed up there. I'd look back and I'd say the fact that I was not actively confessing and repenting and letting my kids see that may have created this picture that, you know, dad doesn't mess up. And so I do. Yeah. So there must be something yeah. wrong with me. I, I, I think, um, uh, it may be that there are some folks listening today who are recognizing that this Christmas, the gift they need to give is the gift of confession and repentance so that their kids can, first of all, see the humility and the brokenness and and learn what it looks like. And there can be some healing where there have been broken relationships before. Yeah. And Bob, I started my day out at seven o'clock. I'd already been up for a while. I started out with another phone call from my son, Samuel. And, and the older I get, the more I think what you just said is true. We've got to show them how we repent and also how we struggle. Mm. And, and yes, be ashamed of those mistakes, but yes, let them into your own struggle. And so he said, how you doing, Dad? And I said, well, honestly, Samuel, I'm, I'm struggling with, with belief right now. I've got mm. some doubts. Mm. And it's not doubts about the existence of God, that doubts about who Jesus is. It's, it's none of those things. But some circumstances I'm facing that I'm struggling with. And uh, 
My son has told me on more than one occasion, thank you, Dad, for letting me into the interior of your life. Mm-hmm. And and I confessed one time to one of my sons, it wasn't over Christmas, by the way. Uh, well, it was, because I got so ticked off, I threw a hammer uh, across our front porch, and it hit on the wrought iron fence that went around the front porch and made this gong-like sound. As I grabbed a Christmas tree, we were trying to fit into one of these red and green little holders, you know, and I stormed off the porch and threw it in the back of my Rambler station wagon and peeled out. And when I got back after I I got the tree up in the stand, he was still standing on the porch Hmm. looking for me. Uh And I think he was wanting to know if his dad would arrive clothed and in his right mind. (laughs) I think he thought his dad had gone nuts watching me throw a hammer. And I got down on one knee and I said, son, you may not always remember me as being a perfect dad, but you, hopefully you'll remember me being a dad. When he made a mistake, he was, he was willing to admit it, confess it, and then if it offended a person, went to him and asked their forgiveness. And by the way, the rest of the story on Tim Bush that I think bears worth noting in this uh, uh, little story here, Tim ended up confessing numerous affairs to his wife, took uh, almost two hours, he said, to confess all the wrongdoing he had done wow. to her. Wow. And she said, is that all? He said, yes. And she said, I'm sticking. I'm staying. Hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Neither one of them were believers in Christ at that point. But over the next two years, they became believers. And today, 12 years later, they are impacting Hundreds, thousands of marriages in the Northwest, in the state of Washington, Oregon, all over the country, and teaching them how to do something you did, Bob, the art of marriage. It was a video conference hosted by, by Layman, and they've been hosting these things all over the country. Yeah. And uh, I just think God can take our mess when Christ visits us, and he can turn a mess into glory. He delights in that. And that's what heaven's going to be. Yeah. Dennis Rainey joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live. It's so much fun to uh, uh, to be back at this again. 888-52-TALKS is the number if you'd like to join us. 888-528-2557. Lines are open if you've got uh, questions, comments. If you're facing uh, a situation this holiday season with adult kids or with uh, adult parents, whatever it is you're facing and you're going... I'm feeling the the stress, the pressure. I'm not looking forward to this. I pray for me. Give me advice. Give us a call at eight 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 fifty two talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Take a quick time out. We'll be back with more in a minute. Stay with us. Four twenty eight. On Southern California Live on KKLA, 888-52-TALKS is the number if you'd like to join us. Dennis Rainey is uh, with us this afternoon. We're talking about the holiday season, about Christmas coming our way, about some of the challenges that that can mean relationally with extended family issues coming at us, how we get ready for that, how we uh, how we plan for that. Dominic is uh, on the line with us this uh, this afternoon from L.A. Dominic, thanks for calling in, and you're on the line with Dennis Rainey. Hey, how's it going, man? Good, man. Um, How are you? I was just calling. Good, good. I was just calling because I keep getting 
like signs that I think, you know. Um, every time I'm I'm driving on the way home, I keep getting. Uh, I've been listening to ninety nine point five for about five months now. Yeah. Um, and it, it it's always giving me some type of signs. But recently, I've gone through a little bit of turmoil in my in my situation. I had a fiance um, that I wanted to marry, um, but it just kind of went downhill a little bit. Um, we started fighting a lot more, and then I kind of had it. Like I kind of caught her in the act of hiding text messages. Uh, so from there, uh, I just kind of, we kind of separated. And now I'm like waiting to see if the baby's mine when the baby's due. Wow. And honestly, because I'm a man of God, it's so hard to, everyone keeps saying to live my life, live my life. And, and you know, uh, you know, just to not be closed off to any other opportunities or anything like that. But it's so hard to move on from the situation um, and feel right about it because I, I do want a family. And if the kid is mine, then I absolutely would want it to work out. You know? So what? when was the last time you had a conversation with your former fiancé? Uh, the last time I had a conversation with her was about uh, earlier, but late last month. And okay. it was just to drop off the things. And and we is she done? Have a conversation. Yeah. Is she done with the relationship? Is she done with you? I would say, I would say that it's a very. I'm not sure to be honest with you. I, I'm okay if she is. Let's just say that I'm okay if she is done. I'm okay if, because I would still want to co-parent. But if she's not done, then I'm willing to work it out. But you know? but you don't know what the situation is. You don't know what she hasn't said to you. Uh, I um, want to get back together. I have a, I have, I have some, I have some type of, uh, you know, issues about things, you know, like I've tried to contact her, but she doesn't really pick up the phone. I've texted her, uh, you know, I hope our family works out. You know, I'm sorry that it went this way. Hopefully we can be honest and move forward. Uh, but there was no response. And so maybe she is, maybe she is over it. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Hard, hard wow. situation. Dennis, heading into the Christmas season with a situation like this weighing on your heart, what kind of counsel do you have for Dominic? Well, you, you showed up to the right radio station because hmm. Christmas is all about the Savior who had a lineage. His, his, uh, those that came before him were murderers, adulterers, thieves, liars. And this is where Christianity shows up with grace and mercy big time, because our Savior understood what it's like for people to fail, and he encountered them all the time. And that's why he came to deliver you from the shame that you're feeling. Mm. And so I'd have a couple of steps for you. Number one, you just need to make sure you've, you've straightened this out with God and said, you know, I, I, I did what was wrong. I broke one of the Ten Commandments. I was with a woman who wasn't my wife, and uh, there's consequences for that, Dominique. And uh, you need to you need to bear the weight of those consequences and find out where that young lady is and what what are the results. Is that child yours? Mm. And uh, I think as a man, you uh, it's not just a matter of uh, you moving on to the next relationship. It's a matter of you learning the lesson that God has for you in that embracing that lesson and then becoming a different man going forward. 
There's nothing in the culture that's going to encourage you to do that. The only, the only lighthouse in the culture that will encourage you to do what's right is the church, as Jesus Christ shines brightly through it, through its people. And, Dennis, in so a situation I'm, like—let let me just ask you, in a situation like this, where it, let's assume that Dominic finds out that, that his former fiancé is pregnant with his child, does that mean— that God would have them get married as, as a matter of course or not necessarily? I think at that point you've got to seek wise counsel, mm-hmm. but I think you have to pursue that relationship with her to find out what the truth is, if you can, and, uh, and then talk about that, uh, that, that young, young life. It's going to start if, if Dominic uh, doesn't end up marrying her, Who's going to be his daddy? Mm-hmm. He's going to be raised by a single-parent mom in a tough economic situation. I think here's where men have to be men. They have to own their responsibility, uh, especially because you're still single and, and you haven't made a choice of a bride. Uh, maybe it's time to, to stand up, confess to her what you did, tell her you're sorry, that you mean it. But first of all, clear the accounts with God. Because he doesn't like it when we, uh, uh, when we're hiding something and when we're not coming clean. Dominic, let me ask you: If you texted her or left a voicemail and you said, "Hey, I, can we get together? I would like to just have thirty minutes with you, and I want us to talk about uh, what we're going to do going forward once we know whether this is is my child or somebody else's child. Let's say it's my child." What kind of a plan can we put in place? If it's somebody else's child, what should the plan be at that point? Would she be open, do you think, to that kind of a a conversation that just says, let's figure out how we can bring healing and redemption to what is admittedly a a very difficult situation for us? Right. No, I I definitely agree with you um, with contacting her that way. Uh, To be honest, I don't know. I don't know if she she's she's gonna respond. I don't know if her heart is open to that point uh, with that situation. I feel like my question my question you kind of answered it for me. Um, it was more so like it's not about me not having the responsibility of, of a father because I grew up in a home to where my parents were separated, mm-hmm. but my father was always in my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. So the, just because the parents aren't together, I would never discredit the father role. I would never abandon my kids. Um, at the same time, I would just want to know what should I do if the kid isn't mine. Yeah, you know, uh, what, what do I do uh, as a man of God? Should I forgive her and move on, uh, or if the kid is mine and she doesn't want to be with me, that's fine. I'm always going to be there for the child. Um, I just want to know how could I get this off my heart, uh, like I said, with living my life. Because my dad, uh, you know, he, he remarried or whatever. I'm just going off of the role models that I've seen, you know. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, and I think, and I want Dennis to speak to this as well, but I think the uh, there are really two situations here. There's a situation of um, your relationship with your former fiancé and what should that look like going forward. And that's really separate from 
whether the child is yours or or not and and what that's going to look like yeah i think you have to wrestle with that as a separate issue and then the second issue is if the child's not yours but you and your former fiance think you should try to put your relationship back together work back through that and and maybe pursue marriage again uh that's that's the place where it gets a little bit sticky dennis you want to weigh in here yeah um Dominic, I'd, I'd say this. You're not responsible for what her response is to you. Your, your responsibility is to own your part of this. And uh, I think you, it, this is a step of faith, to step out in faith toward her and find out the truth. That's what Bob's advice is, and I totally agree with that. If you find out the baby is not yours, that's a whole set of circumstances that what I would say is at that point, if you do decide as a couple to move forward in your relationship, you're going to need a counselor. You're going to need a wise counselor mm-hmm. and probably a couple or two to come alongside you as you start your marriage because it's not uh, a normal launch for a marriage to start out with somebody else's baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just encourage you to count the cost uh, in 360 degrees, not just for that little life that's there, but for, for her and for you. And for you two as a, as a couple, and uh, I pray that God would show you the way and would bring the right people around you, so that you can make the right choices, uh, both as a man and a woman going forward. Dominic, thank you for your call this afternoon. Uh, lines are open at eight 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 fifty two talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. This is Southern California Live. We're talking with Dennis Rainey this afternoon about. Uh, some of the challenges we face as we head into the holiday season with family members, with friends, with uh, difficult situations, difficult relational situations. Dennis, when we come back, I want to ask you uh, what advice you would have for adult parents who have sons or daughters who are bringing home a, a partner, maybe a same-sex partner or maybe somebody that they're living with or they're sleeping with and they want to bring them home for Christmas uh, how, how do you respond in a situation like that? We'll, we'll take your calls and uh, tackle that after we take this time out. Stay with us. You're listening to Southern California Live on KKLA. Southern California Live on KKLA. I'm Bob Lapine. It's... Uh, 16 minutes before 5 o'clock, Dennis Rainey joining us this afternoon. We got the band back together again for a, a little a little re- reunion concert here, and we're talking about the holiday season and talking about relationships and how they can get fractured and how we can uh, walk toward the holidays in the spirit, how we can j- explain for listeners, Dennis, the concept that you learned early on in your Christian life about what it means to to walk in the spirit, to be filled with the spirit and how you, how you walk in that minute by minute, especially during a season like the holiday season. Yeah, it's called surrender. And uh, that really leads me to me answering the question I asked you at the beginning of the broadcast, which is what is the most memorable uh, gift uh, you've ever given. And uh, for both Barbara and me, our most memorable and important gift that uh, we ever gave when we started out our marriage together in 1972 
Uh, yes, we'll be celebrating 50 in uh, 22, by the way. Mm-hmm. But the first gift we gave was a gift to God. We decided we weren't going to give each other anything until we had given God everything we had and everything we hoped to have and hoped to be. And so we literally signed a contract with God where we gave him the title deed to our lives. And uh, we wrote down the things that are important. And, and years later, we opened that envelope and looked at it, and they were silly, some of the things we, we thought were so important. But we surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ wholly and totally. Now, have we taken back that title deed? Of course. And we give it back again, and we keep on moving on. But the, uh, when, when a person places their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and Master, the, the Scriptures teach that uh, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit for eternal life, but He also gives us the Holy Spirit to live within us, to help us live out our Christian faith as followers of Christ. And Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit and the deeds of the flesh, and it's really clear the difference. The deeds of the flesh are lust and envy and selfishness, a lack of self-control, and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and uh, that's what I think we're called to live out, Bob, and so we have to acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives and ask Him, because He is the great teacher. The Holy Spirit came to comfort us and to teach us and instruct us and to, I think, cause the fruit uh, to be born in our lives of real love. And uh, by the way, the illustration you, uh, you used earlier, what, what would happen if, if your son or daughter brought home a, a same-sex partner? Yeah. Uh, how, would you, how would you do that? Well, the way you do it is through the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling you, loving them through you. I think you have to determine your boundaries if they come under your roof. What, what exactly? How are you gonna? Uh, how are you gonna deal with that? That's up to you and your wife. Uh, I think you have to welcome them. I don't think it's a time to preach sermons, by the way. And the Holy Spirit will help you not preach a sermon, but He will instruct you in how to love. And ask God, help me to show how I can love my daughter, my son, and their partner. And show the arms of Christ, the love of Christ, to uh, to that person who is lost. And, and frankly, this culture is giving us some fresh opportunities to really grow up in Christ and love others who aren't like us and who are in need of Christ, in need of knowing the Savior, forgiveness of sins, and peace and hope, which is the message of, of Christmas. So I think uh, I've answered two questions there, Bob, but... Uh, <laughs> I think that surrender to Jesus Christ is where it all begins, and it's how you make Christmas work with your relatives. Yeah, every year. Yeah, I I have a friend who um, would would say to me that that when she walks in to um, to to spend time with her mom, she it just things get tense. Uh, they, yep. they you know it's it's just always going to be a tense situation, and I say to my friend, look before you head into that situation, you got to be prayed up. You've got to be conscious. You, you've got to, in the front of your mind, you've got to say, here's what I want to to come out of me in these moments. I want the fruit of the Spirit because uh, I know that I'm going to be provoked in other ways. I, I want to turn that provocation into uh, to demonstrating love, to biting my tongue, to, to uh, showing peace and patience and kindness 
to not saying the things I'm thinking all of the time. And I, I think we have to head into the holidays knowing there are going to be times when we're going to be provoked, when somebody's going to say something and it's going to be hurtful or or hard, and, and we need to be ready in that moment. When that flashes on us, we've got to be ready to say, Lord Jesus, I need you to give me the power to to respond as you would respond in this moment and for the fruit of the Spirit to be evident in my life in this moment. Yeah, and I think we have to we have to go back, Bob, and realize there have been other people who've walked before us have been in tough spots too. Yeah. And they cried out to God in the midst of their hope or their lack of hope and despair and hatred and envy and strife that has been visited at their home every every Christmas. And I, I put something up on our website that I'd like every listener to go to and not only read the article, but watch the video. And it's a story, Bob, you know about this story. It's the story of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, hmm. whose wife uh, had caught fire in front of the fireplace, and Wadsworth threw his body on top of her to stop the burning. Yeah. And he was scarred immeasurably because of that act of love, but she died. Two years later, his son was uh, injured in the Civil War, and he was in near Washington, D.C. to care for him, and he was despairing of life and said he walked outside, and as he walked outside, he heard the bells chiming. And then he wrote the hymn, I Heard the Bells of Christmas Day. And if you've not read the words to that, it's it's talking about situations like we're dealing with here, uh, Bob. It's talking about broken people who hurt people and who need to be called out of that despair to the one who visited planet Earth to show us a better way and to, to provide peace on Earth and goodwill to men. And I just encourage all your listeners to go to uh, org, and it's there, a banner at the top of the page that I had made just for this broadcast, uh, The Unforgettable Story of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Listen and watch that video of that hymn, because I think we need to be listening to music that lifts our hearts heavenward so that we can handle these earthly issues uh, that we face in families that are so disappointing and can be so hurtful and disappointing and so shameful. And, um, and, and let me just say, Dennis, again, the, the rainies.org is the site to go to, and I hope not only will you watch it, but link to it and, and share it on social media, because I'm looking at where we are, and, and Dennis, we got 90 seconds here, but do you, do you look at our culture and our country and think there is hope for a turnaround, or do you think we just need to buckle our seatbelts and and live for Jesus as the thing continues to plummet downhill? Well, Bob, I think the ball is in our court as adults. The word that has been bouncing around my brain is one that Al Sanders wrote me in uh, his last email to me, who was the grandfather of Christian radio. He yeah. died at age 94, having been married for 73 years. Mm-hmm. Here's the psalm he sent to me. From my youth, O God, have you taught me. I still proclaim your wondrous deeds, so even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all who come. And Bob, I think this Christmas, a lot of people just need to share their testimony mm-hmm. of how they came to faith with their kids, whether their kids are young 
our adult adult children. Hmm. A lot of our children never heard how we came to faith and what the mess looked like before we came to faith. Hmm. So that's my that's my uh, exhortation. I think we can look at the at the at the climate and the culture and give into it, or we can decide. You know what? I'm going to be a light, shine the light of Christ in the darkness. Well, that's a great word and a great uh, scripture to have on our heart as we head forward into the Christmas season. This this has been uh, it's been fun. We should do this again. We should do this more often, don't you think? We should, Bob. We should. <laughs> almost 27 years, so why not a few more? Dennis Rainey <laughs> joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live. Dennis, thank you for the time this afternoon. And to you who have joined us, called in, been a part of the program this afternoon, thank you for listening, for calling in, and for being part of what's going on here on Southern California Live. We will be back to do it all again tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock, so I hope you can tune in and be with us tomorrow as well. In fact, we're going to talk about how you can get through the holiday season without busting your bank account. Uh, Sherry Lowe is going to join us to talk about that. Hope you can be here with us for that tomorrow. We'll see you back for another edition of Southern California Live on KKLA.